Welcome, everybody, to House 6, our movie podcast about movies. We return with episode 5. 5. 5. 5. <laughs> We're on episode 5 of our Best Pictures Watch. It's, the, it's called Grand Hotel from 1932. Um, Say it, Michael. Hmm? Oh. No, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Before we get into it, <laughs> let us. Um, I always ask you guys to try to describe the movie in three words or less. So, Michael, go ahead. Well, my initial one before I made a joke prior to the podcast was going to be uh, over the top, but we'll go with uh, the Bland Hotel instead this time. I got one this time. Okay, Jericho. Sure, oh. Who approached who? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Thomas? Well, I made one up, but I I forgot it was three words, not four words. So I'm, I'm just going to say it anyway. Just say was one she, word really fast so it's like yeah. one word. One, was she gold digger? Okay. Interesting theory. I have some theories, too, so we'll think about it. Um, There's theory crafting for this? <laughs> yeah, man. There's uh, lore, and it is deep, sir. <laughs> uh, mine was going to be silly little drama. um so we're back sooner than you guys probably think if you guys follow us um that's because we got some stuff coming up in september so we thought we'd knock off another house six um so if you guys want to follow us do that uh we are on instagram at the good stuff productions 12 uh twitter it's not twitter anymore is it it's x X, yeah, X. X. Don't give it movie to you. pod. Uh, follow us on YouTube at That's Good Stuff. Um, that's our main channel. And then you also want to descri- um, subscribe to the House Six channel. And then we got House Six Movie Podcast at gmail.com. Send us any feedback you want to or just make fun of Thomas. That's what we always do. <laughs> I knew it. I, I, I got proof now. It's on the record. <laughs> All right. For everybody so to see. Let's get into the movie. Actually, let's go back to the awards first. <laughs> so the fifth Academy Awards were held November 18, 1932 at the Ambassador Hotel and broadcasted by KECAAM. The Fifth Academy Awards were unique in many ways. Grand Hotel became the only best picture not nominated in any other category. It was the first time two other films were uh, had more nominations than the best picture winner, and it's one of five times uh, one of five films to win best picture without being nominated for best director. Uh, odd when you consider there were only three directors nominated for the award that year, um, but eight Best Picture nominations. So being kind of strange. Uh, hmm. This was the last ceremony where no picture won more than two awards. Uh, this was the only time there had been a tie for an award with uh, Frederick March and Wallace Beery, both winning Best Actor. Fury had become the only actor to win Best Actor and appear in the Best Picture winner. So he's actually in our movie tonight. Um, He starred in The Champ with Jackie Cooper. Only three 
actors were nominated for best. So another weird. They were very stingy with the awards that year. Um, they, the nominations. It's been almost a hundred years, and they still don't make sense with the nominations. They really don't. <laughs> Uh, Disney was the big winner of the night. The Disney cartoon Flowers and Trees won the new short subject category and was the first animated film uh, to to win an Oscar and the first film in color to win an Oscar. Walt Disney himself was given an honorary Academy Award for creating Mickey Mouse. And Disney also produced a short animated film for the awards called Parade of the Award Nominees. All right, so let's get into the movie. Grand Hotel from MGM and directed by Edmund Golding. The film stars Greta Garbo, who would be nominated for three Academy Awards during her lifetime. John Barrymore and his brother Lionel Barrymore. who uh, Lionel had just won an Academy Award the year before for A Free Soul. John and Lionel would team up with Sister Ethel for the film Rasputin and the Empress. Um Joan Crawford um, from San Antonio, Texas, uh, would win Best Actress for Mildred's Place. And Wallace Berry, who we just talked about, won the Best Actor for The Champ in that year. The movie is based on a 1929 novel named Minchin in Im Hotel, (laughs) uh, which means people in the hotel, and was adapted into a play by the movie's writer, William Drake. The film uh, was both a critical and financial success in its day and with critics today. It became highly influential um, for its art design and Garbo's line, I want to be alone, has become iconic. Uh, Not bad considering the controversy at the time of having someone with a strong Swedish accent play a Russian. Uh, The film was remade in 1945 as Weekend at the Waldorf and in 1959 in Germany under its original name. A planned 1977 musical set in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas MGM Grand was canceled after MGM uh, executives and filmmakers couldn't see eye to eye. So that's a little bit of background. Uh, When we start these scenes, we usually start by introducing the cast. So um, this is the first movie, really, where we have like a star-studded cast and names you've probably heard of. Um, Garbo, if you know from the song, the Billy Joel song, um, but maybe you're too young for the Billy Joel song, so maybe you haven't heard of of Garbo. (laughs) Um, But anyway, what do you guys think of the characters this time? Michael? Fickle. um, Confusing. uh, Dumb. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. This like this 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 movie frustrated me because it it teased me so many times. For a moment, I thought we were gonna get like a who done it. I thought we were gonna get like a heist movie for a moment, but then it just kept nothing kept happening, over and over again, and all the characters kept changing their minds or doing something weird, and no one could well, make it. Doctor says at the end of the movie, the Grand Hotel, where nothing, nothing happened. Nothing happens. People come, people go. <laughs> Nothing happens. He looks like, <laughs> like Two Face for some reason. Um, Got a grenade to the face. He's, he's a war vet. <laughs> true, true. But uh, I, I liked the, the 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 dude that was that was dying. I thought his character was fun. He was getting drunk. You liked him. 
Yeah, he was having. Yeah. Good, he was just having a good old time. He's just like, Onward. I'm gonna die. I'm really sad in the beginning, and I hate my. But he, he told off his boss. I like when he did that. That was satisfying. He goes, yeah, you tell him. He's all hanging out with the lady. He's like, I got a lady friend now. I'm rich as balls because I'm for some reason really lucky. It, I thought he was cheating. I thought he was lying the whole time. And in the end, he was just going to take the money and go and be like, ha, ha, ha. This movie kept tricking me. I kept expecting more than it was giving me. Mr. Kringleman. Kringleman. Yeah. His name was fun, yeah. too. Kringleman. <laughs> Jared, thoughts on the cast? Mm, I didn't really like anyone in this movie. Um, I thought he was kind of annoying. Uh, he kind of just talked too much. <laughs> he got drunk and he talked too loud and too much. And I was like, please shut up. Um Everyone was kind of dumb in this movie. Um, I thought the Baron dude was okay for a little while, but he made some stupid choices. But it's like everyone said, he's like, yeah, he's all right, I guess. Um, I like the dude waiting on his baby to be born. Yeah, it's like the only uh, one where everyone's like, like, oh, haha, yay. Goes into work, goes up all night waiting. Um, Yeah, I kind of hated that... um, that lady that the Baron fell in love with. Um, Indeed. She was kind of annoying. The dancer. Yeah. The boss was just a it's terrible guy. Um, I don't know. Everyone was unlikable. I didn't, I didn't really like them. <laughs> Thomas, any thoughts on the cast? Uh, yeah, I loved Lionel Barrymore as the. Uh, how do you say his name? Uh, Kringle. Kringleine. Chris Kringle. Uh, <laughs> really liked Santa. him. Well, uh, or Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. Um, uh, I liked him and I liked uh, John Barrymore. That dude is so charming. Oh, my God. Like, as soon as like, Did he walked in. Could you tell they were brothers, you, Jared and Michael? Uh, you have to explain who John Barrymore was. So John is the Baron. He's like okay. the main character. And then Kriegel's. The, they're brothers, huh? They're brothers. I kind of called them old that? men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, old man. I gotta go. Uh, but yeah, I liked I liked them a lot. Uh, Wallace Bear, uh, Beery, I guess how you say his name. Yeah, the industrialist. Uh, he was a jerk, and I thought he yeah, played pretty he well. Was a scumbag. Um, he's also like really, 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 really into uh, Joan Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now i I am also into Joan Crawford in this movie because she's. She's the better pick than Greta Garbo. I know. That's what I was saying. I was just like, who wants Greta Garbo? Like, there's Joan Crawford right there. It's in the name. (laughs) In our day and age, they're probably not our pick of women because they're kind of real thin. But Joan Crawford at least has character and she's got a nice face. So. Well, she's she was funny, I thought, but yeah, she's a fun character. Yeah, they like had that witty banter on the ledge before the band. Yeah, Baron you kind of wish mind. they had more of that. But yeah. yeah, that's what that's I'm why like, I was like, oh, he's like a fun, charming character, and they just like lost his mind for some lady who was super whiny and then whiny know. and just like they're, dramatic for no reason. Their love didn't make any sense to me. It was like, you know what? I love her. I've changed my mind. I'm totally in love. After they, after though, he had like amazing chemistry with Joan yeah, Crawford. I know. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> but I mean, I did like how she stood up for Kringleine in the bar. That was, I like, that was probably one of my favorite yeah. scenes was, yeah. was Kringleine getting like, where's the Louisiana flip? So <laughs> I want my flip. I want my flip. <laughs> um, I, I am curious though, about her affection for Kringleine though. At the end, it seemed kind of yeah. like, 
Yeah. You really wanting to be with him? Because he has like a really genuine moment. She, he's like, did you like me more or what? Because Yeah, and her, it's like, oh, I need money. I don't have a job now because that guy's going to jail. So I might as well just. She's just biding her time. Yeah, just wait for this guy to pass. Well, well, that's that's the thing is that Kringle doesn't have like an infinite amount of money, but like she even says like oh, we'll go to Paris and we'll try to get you better or something like that. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, the motivations were weird between those two, and then between like uh, the Baron and the dancer, because at first I thought, oh, he just got caught. He's just gonna use her for her money. Um, but then he tells uh, Joan Crawford that he really is in yeah. love with her. So that kind of confused me too. Yeah, but <laughs> something that also kind of made me laugh was like, this is uh, the, the Grand Hotel in, in Berlin. It's like, everybody who everybody's here in 1932. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Who's going to walk in the door? <laughs> Yikes. Oh, as, a, as a someone who's me, I get a little nervous in Germany in 1932. It's like. That's not a time you're traveling back to, right? Nope. I was like, uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we did get you, out of here? Uh, did you read the Abominable? Huh? Did you read the book, uh, The Abominable by Dan Simmons? Mm-hmm. I know I kind of mentioned you do. Oh, yeah. so you know that part where they go to the beer garden? Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Well, that's that's for bonus stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that. But it, it is that same like, oh, the this is like where the happenings happening in Berlin in 1932. It's like, okay, well, all right. Um, but I did like that. They did mention the, the great war. That's like a lot of them were veterans and, and you could tell, uh, even the doctor was like a celebrated veteran, but, uh, I think the bar scene and honestly, Kringle is probably like my, my favorite character in this. Uh, just, I think he had the best scenes. Because th- that one, and then when they go gamble with the Baron, that was a really good scene. Yeah. Um, so that sounds but, like <laughs> sounds like I like this movie a lot more than you. <laughs> I don't know about Thomas, but Michael and Jared definitely don't sound like they enjoyed this movie too much. Well, this is I kinda actually like... kind of liked it. Um, and I thought the Baron, the main character, uh, what the heck is his name? I don't know. <laughs> Baron Felix von... Uh, or well, even in the credits, it's just the Baron. Yeah. So. Um, I I kind of liked his character. Uh, I would have liked it more if he wasn't actually in love with Greta Garbo's character. That if he was just like being phony, because I thought he had more like layers to him than the other characters we've been seeing in these early movies. Because uh, he he's he's very conflicted because he, he wants to be like this gentleman thief. Um, but he's not very good at the thieving part. <laughs> um, well, and he's even also like, very suave with the women. He even gives Kringlein his uh, his wallet back. After yeah, I did like he that. It. Where he, yeah. he keeps offering him money, and he's like, "No, nah, that's okay. We got another way." So I did like his character. Well, uh, and that's, what, that's what's kind of sad about that is that the Baron seems to be Kringlein's first like actual friend, and. Just like him, liking him for who he is instead of like, oh, you don't have to be rich. You know, I just like you for, you know, being a nice guy. So. Okay. Well, let's go through the plot a little. Um, if there's any scenes that you want to stop at, let me know and we will. Uh, so, like I said, this movie was highly influential for its art style. And you can kind of see that in the beginning scenes 
Uh, we start off at a switchboard where there's like an overhead shot uh, of all the women um, connecting phone calls and stuff like that. And then we go to the actual phone booths. Um, I'm guessing they're in the hotel. Um, yeah, I think so. And we get a lot of like little stories setting up stuff. There's a guy. There's the guy who's expecting. Um, so he's calling his wife. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff going. There's an old lady. I can't remember what the old lady's deal was. Uh, someone Kringlin's in there, and he's like telling him, "I'm sick, and I need to talk to my doctor." So I don't want a of- I don't want a crappy room with those with the <laughs> water pipes over my head. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of storylines get just set up in this phone booth. Uh, then we go to the check-in scene. Or again, uh, it was kind of groundbreaking that they could do the whole 3D um, camera shots of going around the desk and um, people that, like you seeing each person at the desk. Was that that was a oneer, wasn't it? It was like a four minute oneer, right? I didn't like, see that, any cuts. Like, like the uh, uh, the front front desk scene, I guess, where it just yeah, keeps they're going all back checking and forth. in. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of cool that they show. Like in this scene, and then there's the next scene where they go up to the rooms. They kind of show the characters. The camera kind of like pans to each character. So like when one when one group of characters are talking, you can still see the other characters over here talking. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so we do go to the rooms where uh, the Baron starts hitting on uh, Joan Crawford. And uh, there's this line where he's like, uh, I wonder if you would take my dictation or something like oh that. Oh, my God. Like, that, yes. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was laughing. That, that was hilarious. That was actually going to be my three-word description. Be like, care for dictation or something like that? Or something like that. <laughs> take oh my, my dictation. Gosh, that was so raunchy. I know. I was like, hey, man, we got some of that free coach. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, well, yeah, we'll get to some of that. Anyway, go ahead. So they kind of introduce those characters, and then they move into the dancer's room, uh, Greta Garbo's character, and we see that she's kind of whiny and a diva. She doesn't want to dance because she doesn't think she got no fans. Um, But then someone comes and says, yeah, you got some fans, so come out. Uh, We go over to the Duke's room. He's playing with a Dotson. Um, And we learn that he's not, like, a rich duke he's actually a thief and some guy i i cannot follow that storyline but there's this guy that's talking to him and he's like yeah we need the money or something like that so he's got to get some money um was he supposed to be like playing a chauffeur or was he actually a or, or a driver i don't know i could not follow that storyline do you guys know mm-hmm. no <laughs> um so then we go to joan crawford um she's in with the general director or whatever that company is. Um, and he's being all kind of creepy and he's got a wife, but he's like hitting on her and checking her out and stuff like that. So we don't really like him really fast. Um, and then after that, we have the Duke Spider-Manning it out of the hotel window. <laughs> <laughs> he's crossing rooms um, and he hides in the dancer's room and he finds out that she's going to kill herself. And he's like, no, don't do that. 
Um, before that, um, before he actually confronts her, she enters the room and she gives that iconic line that um, I want to be alone, which is weird that it became iconic because it's just kind of like in the movie. It's not really like dramatic or anything. She just I says, thought there's gonna be like some epic delivery, and it's just like yeah. I want to be alone. It's like yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. It's kind of weird that that caught on. I guess uh, maybe people that was... were never alone back then. Joseph. Yeah, they're, maybe they're always with somebody, and they're like, yeah, yeah but we're all alone now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get this. <laughs> we get this really fast scene of Otto being drunk. So we find out he's living it up, man. He's gonna die. So he's like, I'm just gonna enjoy life until I'm dead. Give me those Sounds... flips. Give me those Louisiana <laughs> flips. Uh, we get a second switchboard scene, uh, and then we go to a business meeting between uh, Beery's character and a bunch of guys and this who is where approached who? this is where Jared's <laughs> reference comes in um, they're trying to figure out who approached who for a merger they can't figure it out man uh, Joan Crawford looks bored as heck there she's she's just a silly little stenographer she's trying to make a date with the Duke and she calls him up but he's not there because uh, he's making whoopee with the dancer at the time um so that, that was going to be my thing was that you could definitely tell this was pre-code because like the, the Duke and the dancer kind of go at it for a bit. You're just like, whoa, <laughs> what was with, see this? What was with kissing back then? They like, it looks like it hurts because they're, yeah, just, they're it always does like look like holding I, each other. Like it's I, painful. I think that's like stage kissing. You're supposed yeah. to be able to see it like that because you could definitely tell it's like, oh, I'm on the perched window seal. <laughs> so. It does look like they're smashing their faces. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure the back of the theater can see it. Uh, did, we, did we already pass the part where um, the 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 dancer lady goes missing and everyone thinks she's dead? Yeah, or, or she's so this that's the first point where I got disappointed in the movie because I was like, oh, this is gonna be like because you know they kind of set up all the characters at the beginning. Everyone's coming in. You hear all their stories through the switchboards, and I was like, "Oh, she's gonna die, and he's gonna be like the main suspect because he's gonna—he was there stealing the jewels and everything." I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be so interesting." And so that was, a, that was the first time I was disappointed with this movie. Well, I think you just want this to be Agatha Christie like mystery. Like, I just wanted oh, something who, to happen in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to happen. But yeah, so okay, yeah, so I felt like it fit perfectly, you know. So after that meeting, uh, where was that? We. We get this scene where the Duke and the dancer, I guessing they just made love or something. It's like morning. Um, and he, he like confesses that he's actually a thief, that he was just in that room to steal the diamonds. And she's like, how dare you? But then he's like, oh, but I actually love you. And she's like, oh, okay. So well, okay, it's fine. Let's make some plans. And he's like, okay. Um, I thought they were pearls. Oh, pearls, yeah. Some, yeah. And we get, so there's going to be this big kind of soiree happening at the hotel. And we get this bar a scene with, with the Louisiana flip they mentioned. What does he already something like sweet and refreshing or something like that? So he's like, I'll give him that. Um, flip out of my mind. That's what they used to say back in the 30s. So Otto's pre-gaming with the doctor. And then we go back to the... <laughs> <laughs> they shotgun a few beers. <laughs> so we go back to the merger meeting, and um, the big guy, the big guy, he's like, 
um, he's losing it because <laughs> they don't want to merge with those guys. They're jerks. So they're like, Approach we're leaving. Me, no. <laughs> we're leaving. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait, we made a deal with Manchester. And they're like, oh, everything changes. <laughs> Let's sign that deal. And then they leave and he's like, oh, crap. They didn't make a deal in Manchester. And he's like, dude, you got to get to London and fix this. And he's like, okay, but first I want to have some fun. He needs uh, that Manchester cotton, Joseph. <laughs> He's like, before that, before my dire financial dealings, I need to go have an affair or something like that. It was weird because uh, they're like, think she's attractive? Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I'm going to try something. And then he's like, going to go to London with me? And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they go back to the yellow room, they call it. Um, and Jared mentioned they have that conversation. She's <laughs> like, okay, I need a job. And then she throws out a number like, oh, I need a thousand dollars. And he's like, I can do that. Gets excited. <laughs> he's like, this deal's not going to be done, but at least I'll get her, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Otto's there and he confronts him because Otto actually works for the guy. Um, and he's like, mad. you don't pay me enough. But he's like, hey, you don't know me? And he's like, no. He's like, I work for you in the other building uh floor c cubicle whatever and he's like i don't i don't I don't go in that building <laughs> i'm this, a big wig <laughs> this is where another one of my theories of him being a fake the whole time was i felt more surprised he's like oh you know he's he's winning all this money he's lying he's saying he's sick everyone's treating him nicely giving him stuff he's like i worked for you duh and the guy's like i've never seen you in my entire life so i thought he actually <laughs> had never seen him and i was like oh man this is it's falling apart on him, but no, no, nothing again. Nothing happened. Uh, they dance. There's a couple they, dances. Um, and there's a couple proposals. Like Jared said, he's like, go to London with me. And then uh, Kringler's like, Kringlin. Man, his name's hard to say. Um, he's like, Kringleline. Kringleline. He's like, I'll give you some money, Duke. And the Duke's like, no, I can't take your money. And he's like, <laughs> if only I could like score a card game. And they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do cards in my room. Um, well, at first he's like, let's go to that place with all the lights and gamble. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I can't do that right now. I got to find money. And he's like, oh, I got some cash, baby. Let's just... <laughs> you should remake this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So they go to the they go play cards in his room, um, and he's like winning. It's like money. Those money, the money just makes me laugh because there's the big old sheets big old, of paper. Yeah. Um, yeah, like small, like, like this big. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then they like fold them up into their wallet yeah, and stuff like, a like that. Binder instead of a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kringlin is like dominating duke's losing his house uh <laughs> he gets a good like chunk at first and then he's like i'm gonna bet it all yeah and then he just i'm all don't. in every time i guess they're playing baccarat uh which i have no idea how you play baccarat um it looks like 21, 21. Or, yeah it looks like blackjack but uh, <laughs> uh the reason i know baccarat is from archer and he kept like they sit him down like at a table and he's like like, all right, bet. He's like, how do I bet? He's like, just bet. Okay, bet. I won. Cool. And like, it cuts to him like, no, I lost it all. It's like I was up for so long, and then God, I just came crashing down. It's like, sir, you've been here for five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, 
Yeah, so that's how it pretty much goes for the Duke. And then Kringlin has way too much to drink, and he passes out. And they're like, dude, this guy is drunk out of his mind. Uh, After, like before that, they're like, this guy is great. But then he gets all drunk, <laughs> and then he's like, well, then everyone's like, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we get to this scene um, where the Duke's talking to Joan Crawford, and he's kind of. What are they talking about? Wait, wait, uh, did we get to the part where like he nabs the pocketbook from Kringlein? Or yeah, he does that because at first this or when Michael mentioned that he was a fake, this is where I would see it because he like he like picks it up, and gets it all hidden, and then Kringlein's on the bed, just like, oh, I will die without my money. Oh, I, yeah. that money was everything. <laughs> oh no! And then the guy's like. <laughs> gives it back to him. It's like he knew. Yeah, he's he's the, the real cop, man. <laughs> yeah, and then we get to the scene where he's talking to Joan Crawford, and she's like, "No, I guess she already told him that there's no such thing as love, right?" Mm. Um, I think that was at the bar, actually. So I, I can't remember exactly what they're talking. About. He's like, "Why are you going to London with that guy? That guy's a jerk." And she's like, "I need money." <laughs> and they're both like, "Oh, oh, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Same boat. Yeah, that's kind of the theme of the movie. <laughs> Everyone um, needs money, and they shouldn't be spending it at this hotel. Yeah. Um, so nothing happens there. He's actually in there, and then the guy comes, uh, Pressling, I guess is Pressing is his name or something, uh, and he's like trying to seduce Crawford. Meanwhile, the guy's like pickpocketing him, um, and then he notices, and he goes out. He he sees like a shadow behind him. And he noticed and he runs out and he's like, what the heck are you doing? And he's like, I'm robbing you. He's like, okay. Um, and then he like beats him with a phone or something. He like goes Bashes all... his face in. Yeah, there will that... be blood. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, expecting death because he just hits him like twice. Oh, right. He sees a big dude. And, like, that's a, a, that's a 1932 that's phone, true. Jared. <laughs> that's it's like 20 pounds. <laughs> dude, I want one of those phones. They're cool. Um, who are you planning to kill, Joe? <laughs> I need it for <laughs> home defense. <laughs> <laughs> Try to rob me. Eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, so he kills the Baron. Uh, Joan Crawford, she's pretty distressed about this. Runs to Kringlin and is like, hey, get to the room. And he's like, I'm drunk. She's like, get up and get out of here. And he's like, but I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm so confused on why she went to him. I know. Like, go talk to any <laughs> worker at, a, at anywhere in the hotel, but no, let's go to the, the dying the, drunk man. The, that's the his human, best bro. The human personification <laughs> of a wet blanket. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Poor line. He, he does go, and he confronts the he's big like, man. you killed this guy. And the I guy's know. like, let's get our story straight. He's yeah, like, no, he's you like, killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like you, but you're trying to bring me into your story. He's like, but he was robbing me. He's like, he took your wallet. That doesn't mean you have to like bash his face in. <laughs> You're my best employee in the other building. I love you. Why are you doing this? <laughs> uh, we get the scene. So that happens. <laughs> then uh, Greta, we get the scene where Greta Garbo is wondering where the Baron is. And then she keeps telling the uh, switchboard operator to ring, ring him, ring him. That. I never understood that why all all of the, her servants or whatever were like, you know, 
Don't yeah, tell him. She must yeah. never know. She must never know. I'm just like, like is she like a baby. <laughs> I think we have the movie disestablishes her as a baby. It's like she will literally yes. lose her mind. Well, they're like, we, I can, I can vouch for the maids, but I can't vouch for the people downstairs. It's like <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's why? Oh, okay. <laughs> so one criticism I do have about this movie is it takes forever to end. So we get this scene where they're taking his body out. Uh, we get the scene where what's I was like, maybe he's still alive, and then they had <laughs> yeah. the, the casket. Is like, nope. <laughs> we get the scene where they're taking out the big man in handcuffs. Um, we get the scene where they're taking out the Dotsie. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, that poor dog, man. Dude, did you guys pay attention to the guy sweeping? He's like hitting the dog with yeah, the broom. The I was dog. like, what are you doing? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get. Oh, uh, we get Kling. What's his name? Kringleine. Kringleine. <laughs> I Kringle can't remember. And uh, Flemichin. <laughs> I think it's Crawford's. They just call her Flem, man. Flim Flem. Flim Flem. Flim Shin. Um, so they make their little deal. They're like, hey, I'm dying. You want to come with me and to die? And she's like, hey, no, we'll find. We'll find the doctor we'll and we'll find the you some doctors. <laughs> the I'll best in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Some back alley ones, <laughs> that, if you know what that I mean. Also, that also made me like, eh, because like, oh, we're like Germany, 1932. Oh, God. We're going to go to Paris, <laughs> Paris. 1932. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and then we get the scene where some newlyweds, they look like they're from America because they look like they've been. Did, like, did it look. Like they flew in? Yeah. They I, like, oh, like, I was going to say. Oh, no. <laughs> I love old, like, drivers. They act like the car was like an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> like they're Here. strapped to a rocket those, or something. <laughs> those neck-breaking speeds in that car. I, was just... I went a whole 45 <laughs> miles an hour. Hey, man. It was dangerous. Um, and then the child is born. Uh, the <laughs> hotel manager. Has oh, it made it. The way he was talking on the phone, I thought someone died. The baby didn't <laughs> yeah, make I it, thought, or his thought, wife died. His wife died. Yeah, it's like it's a boy, and your wife. And then he's, and then he's like, "Oh no, everything's she's fine. fine. Oh, she's good. Don't worry about it." <laughs> well, it was like she's like, "And your wife? She's fine." <laughs> so, and then this scene kind of was weird because uh, Crawford and Lionel Barry are leaving the hotel. But she's like trying to desperately get out of that hotel like as fast as possible. She's like, give them money. Just give them, just get it, get your hat, get your suitcase. Let's get <laughs> the heck out of here, man. <laughs> when he's in the car, she's like handing out bills like to the guys, <laughs> like, here, here, here. <laughs> I did not understand it. What was her motivation? She just <laughs> wanted out of that hotel, I guess. Uh, and then we get the doctor's outro, which what we already told you the line was like. The Grand just, Hotel about just talking nothing to ever the camera. Just, people, just come, people come and go. People go and <laughs> nothing ever happens. So I guess that's how you guys felt. Um, <laughs> like I said, I kind of like this movie. I thought it had a lot of character. Um, it was entertaining for me. Um, uh, it didn't, with other movies, you can get bored at some spots. I guess there was some stuff like that. But I thought this had a really good pace. Uh, and I liked how it had a lot of characters that it moved from story to story. Um, but for me, not a bad movie at all, not for an older movie. But let's hear what you guys have to your final judgments on Grand Hotel. So, Thomas, you go first. 
Um, yeah, I really like this movie. Um, for me, you know, I'm a huge fan of older movies, and I think this is right when they're about to hit their stride in like actual production. Okay, and this is the first best picture film that we watched that has uh balanced audio. Like you can tell audio was what bad, pe- yeah. you could tell what people were saying and who was who. Yeah. <laughs> so, um but no, I, I really like this. It was a kind of cool to see the first ensemble like cast movie. Um I thought all the acting was was really good. I, I believed most of the characters. The only one I didn't like was uh Greta Garbo. I just she I think her character was kind of out of place in this movie. Her character seemed like a 1920s character. Yeah, and this really is really over the top. Yeah. And so and it's kind of weird, like the Lionels come from like uh, an acting like dynasty, really. I mean, yeah. uh, but it's what's funny Even, is that they all yeah before they movies. All, yeah, well, they started on the stage and then they started in silent films. But they since they had like acting, like actual acting uh, abilities, they translated really well into talkies. And so, uh, but yeah, her her character especially just was the one that stuck out not in a good way um but i I, like i said kringleine was my favorite character just because i i liked the uh the the depressing underdog finally having his like say in life and like i hate you i freaking hate you um but yeah i I really like this movie so first first best picture winner i was not sad that it was two hours long (laughs) um unlike broadway melody which (laughs) Hmm. Anyway. All right, you downers. What was your final <laughs> take? <laughs> Michael? Oh, okay. Um, poo-poo on this movie. Final takes? Yeah, poo-poo all over this movie. Thank God I watched it at work. <laughs> Otherwise, I would think I might have blown my brains out. And <laughs> wow. It's just nothing in this wow. movie happened that I wanted it to happen. Like, it starts off, and I was like, oh, okay, they have good chemistry with the ladies talking on the balcony. I don't know anyone's name except for the Baron and the uh, Pringle Man. Um, but yeah, he has that first like good, good charismatic kind of inter- interaction with her. And I'm like, oh, you know, and you find out he's a thief. and He's going to steal stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. There's gonna be like a weird like conflict with them while he's like there to steal stuff. And he's not really like this important person. And she's there. Maybe she has a secret identity. No, he just goes in and finds this whiny lady that you guys are right. Way over dramatic acting. I was like, like it hit her points. So I was like, I feel like I'm watching a different movie when she's on screen. Like this is out of place and weird. And she she literally does the. <laughs> Yeah, stuff. and her character sucked. Her character was yeah. awful. Yeah, and, and the that. fact that they, I, I wanted her to find out in the end. <laughs> that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds real dark and rude. I want you to breathe, her lady. They're babying her so much in the end. I'm like, I wanted like some sort of like interaction where she actually sees it, but no, she just goes on the rest of her life thinking, you know, he just never showed up on the train, never made the train, he just died or something. Who knows? Um, I don't know. Her, her character mystery, was freaking man. nuts. But then, yeah, the the already the disappointments that I mentioned about, like they have, like you guys said, the ensemble cast, like the travelers from everywhere. It's a great setup for like a whodunit thing or a heist movie, like some big thing. But even like the heist stuff didn't really matter with the Baron. Like he's like, I need this for to pay off the money. That didn't end up happening because he died to a phone. He was uh, not very good at his job. <laughs> he's, he's he's way too honest to be a thief. I don't know how he got to the point where he is. Um, Kringle Man was the only one that I felt like had a consistent character arc, uh, apart from the the other the lady that he the Baron first talked to, because she actually didn't change that much. But everyone else felt like changed a bunch and was weird, creepy. Um, 
yeah, you got creepy, creepy, angry man who's like not selling the company ever, but then ends up trying to bang the lady and use her as something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the movie never paid off in the way I wanted to. Never. Nothing happened. Then whenever something did happen, like the murder happened, I'm like, oh, oh we're going to have some sort of intrigue. There'd be some sort of like, oh, pointy fingers. Maybe he's going to frame her for doing it. Some weird thing or something. No, he just they confess. They handcuff him. They walk him out. And then a dude says line says nothing happened. I'm like, then why was I here? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jared? Um, uh, I should have watched this at work because I fell asleep um, <laughs> in the first half and then I had to rewatch it. Um, I don't know. It's just like, I mm, I get that they wanted to be like, this is what happens in hotels. Random people come and stories happen, but I just it just felt like a bunch of like nonsense and like just there's there wasn't a clear story. So I was like, I don't know. I don't really like this. Um that lady, the Garbo lady or whatever her name is. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't stand her in the part where she's like, oh, ring, and then he will answer, and then he will come for me. I was like, dude, shut up. <laughs> I, I, I like the Baron. He was kind of cool. Um, he was cool. He's always a cigarettes. Just, he's always like, <laughs> looking cool. Um, Did you find him charming, Jared? Yeah. I would have been charmed. I would have been like, you. Uh, would you have been wooed? No, I'm, I'm not that charming. Um, I guess, try a bit harder than that. <laughs> I can see why you guys like um, Pringlein. 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 Um, like Thomas said, he's like the underdog, but he never felt like he. He always felt like just like kind of like a like a coward sniveling coward and he, even when they like confronted the dude they were they're like oh that's nice and then they went on with their life <laughs> yeah so it didn't look it didn't feel like he got his like um his due yeah um and then it all like you guys are saying all the relationships didn't make sense or like it didn't seem like anyone should have liked that person as much as they did um like I said, the only one I really cared about was a dude and his baby, like being born. That was, that was the only storyline that I was like, "Oh, nice, he she lived." Oh, and he even like the doctor. And it was a beautiful storyline because he even he delivered it that way. Me and Thomas said, where he's like, "Is your wife okay?" And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "No, get to work." <laughs> um, and I, I like I mentioned, I love old movies when they just got out of a car and they have the goggles and like the scarf and like the the gloves it's like man what <laughs> driving back then was intense um I was thinking, where have you been egypt <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking of the scene in uh, around the world of the days with jackie chan and he's like sit uh Steve Coogan's character puts him on the little thing where he's gonna go 50 miles per hour <laughs> and he's like it's so overly dramatic and he shoots off um but yeah i i i I texted Joseph last night. I was like, man, how are the movies getting worse and seem like they're getting older? <laughs> like, it is like, weird. I just have that reaction. Older than like the, like wings. It seems a lot later in time than this one for some reason. 
Like when, all... I, when I saw Wings, I was like, oh, this is not what I expected from an old movie. It's kind of cool. Yeah, this Wings... is like exactly what I expected from an old movie. And I was like, <laughs> for some reason, Wings looks like newer than Broadway or All Quiet for some yeah. reason. Dude. It's... It, anything looks better than Broadway. Like, I don't know if <laughs> someone like dropped the film in water. They're like, eh, that'll work. So do you guys think you would have liked the movie more if uh, the Duke would have got with the stenographer? Absolutely. Yeah. If that, if, that, if that kind of banter and fun would have used continued on. And, and plus it would have made his death a lot more tragic. Yeah. So. But no one cared about drop the ball, lady, dancer lady. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Something resonated. The people thought that line was amazing, where she just wants to be alone. <laughs> and that's pretty like, much how I she want to be alone. <laughs> I guess it was just another time. So that's going to do it for House Six this time. Join us again when we go to 1933 and review Cavalcade for the sixth ever Best Picture. We will uh, like, subscribe, and notify yourself for even more good stuff, and we will see you next time. Yeah, go notify yourselves. (laughs) Get notified.